Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 135 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now, along with Brad Whisker, Brendan Escott, and Angie Quinnell, a cast of thousands. Still to come in the next half hour of the show. Uh, we will hear from Jason Garrison, who is in the lineup tonight for the Oilers. The team will fly to Vancouver at 3.30, take on the Canucks out at Rogers uh, Arena. And uh, Cam Talbot will be starting in Golden Knight. Jason Garrison, uh, coming up in about 23 seconds' time, uh, will be uh, making an appearance for Edmonton. He is in on a PTO. The kids will go again. McLeod, uh, Benson, and Yamamoto. I don't think the top uh, two lines are going to go for Edmonton. Uh Sounds like there's a just based on practice who went off early and that sort of thing that maybe the Stroman Brodziak lines are going to be going for the orders. Elias Pedersen of note in the lineup for uh, the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, they're very excited with him. Sam Gagne, former Oiler, expected to play along with Bo Horvat. A couple former London Knights. The best pizza in the city still making a great. It is Royal Pizza. Royal Pizza Pizza. Uh, pizza, pasta, and so much more. It's two days in a row for that one. Uh, Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. Everything is real at Royal. It's old school big boy pizza. For many locations, visit royalpizza.ca. Download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is Mediterranean chicken. For the fellows listening to the show right now in the armchair hockey pool that has been around since 1987, uh, we will be meeting tomorrow night for our annual draft. And uh, courtesy of uh, a longtime sponsor of mine, uh, it will be Royal Pizza tomorrow night. So we'll be uh, getting after it tomorrow night. You guys can uh, bring the mix. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 136 at Everton. Uh, it's a kicker. All right. Without further ado, uh, just so you know here, Brendan, we're going to switch it up. I know it says Lauer on the script. We'll run Brad Lauer a little bit later on, but let's get to our conversation uh, that we had with a guy trying to earn a spot on the team, Jason Garrison. And obviously uh, for you than maybe you've experienced in the past, but just a, a, a thought on the challenge of coming in on a PTO and trying to earn yourself a spot. I mean, it's it's a challenge for sure. It's kind of, um, you know, I've always taken training camps seriously and, and always thought that I had to earn a spot and earn a position. Um, so, you know, this year is obviously a little different, um, a little more intense, kind of brings me back to when you're first starting professionally. Um, so mentally for me, it's just, um, you know, trying to, you know, learn what uh, what the structure is, what the what the how they want you to play, and going out and, and doing that. How do you uh, sort of? assist in helping out a younger player transition like an Evan Bouchard and I'm going to guess at some point uh, during the course of your career maybe in the embryonic stages you had a veteran do this for you but you know you're trying to earn yourself a spot compete for a job yet there's also you know responsibility of a player in the 30s to sort of pay it forward with a, with a younger guy. Absolutely I mean if there's anything that I can help him with I, I, I would or will um, you know right now um, uh, we're partnered up so it's you know trying to talk to him and, and 
kind of tackle some certain situations along the ice. And, you know, making that transition to, to pro, um, you know, it's different for everybody. So um, I think when I did it, you know, I definitely had older guys kind of... Do you recall who a couple of those guys Yeah, were? I mean, I, you know, when I started in Florida, I had Brian McCabe. Um, and, you know, he just, just little things here and there. Nothing to cloud your, your brain. Just kind of keep it simple um, with what you're saying and, and make it direct and, and kind of, you know, as it comes along, you kind of just say little things. And, uh, you know, it kind of has a snowball effect and you kind of pick up on those things and you learn something more and it kind of goes on and on. And so um, you become a complete player like that. So, you know, for me, it's that's all, that's what I'm going to do. It's, it's I think it's part of my job for sure. Uh, the, the scenario in terms of how exhibition games work as well. I mean, when you're in on a PTO and you're paired with a top uh, pick, uh, maybe when you're more established, you wouldn't think that you might play one of the two road games to start on back-to-back nights, but uh, in this scenario, you're probably chomping at the bit to get out there and play. Absolutely. I mean, I think, um, you know, like you said, you know, in this situation, um, you know, expecting to play every game, you know, it's just not, uh, you just kind of have to have, that's the way you have to think about it, and um, at the same time it is, is it, you know, it's, uh, it'll be, be, it's exciting for me to get out there and, and, uh, you know, put on that jersey and, and compete and show what I can do. You parlayed an incredible uh, season one year and a pretty good contract for yourself. Has your game evolved as you've gotten older? Uh, because you were seen as, you know, maybe being a power play specialist and that sort of thing. And, and maybe just uh, describe some of the areas that you've had to continuously improve on to continue to stay in the game. Yeah, I think, um, you know, when I started out, it was, uh, wasn't on the power play at all. And you learn defensive, you learn penalty kill. And then you have um, that one year where it just works out, a coach kind of puts you on the power play and, you know, you, you find success um, and then you know at the seasons after that it's it's all dependent on you know the coaches and I had a different coach for the you know first three years after that uh, season so um, you know you just kind of go out there and, and play how they want you to play and um, as the years go on you definitely you know depending on the role you're in you, you learn more about that role whether it's being on the power play whether it's being on the penalty kill um, whether it's just five on five you know you develop your game accordingly in our roles so we like to think we know but the reality is the guys that know the first are the players and for those of us that lack the speed, talent, agility, coordination, toughness to even play in the Western League let alone in uh, the NHL maybe we don't know but how quickly can you pick up like you're paired with a guy like Bouchard you can from up top it looks like you know look the guy can clearly process the game but how quickly can a, can a fellow player tell right away with a kid? Yeah I mean you know it's I think it's it's um, sometimes you can tell for sure it's just little things um, you know, he's really calm with the puck, moves the puck well, skates well. Um, you know, he, you can see he, he's able to slow the game down, which is which is big. You know, you don't. He's, sometimes you you see young guys come in and they just want to go 100 miles an hour, but um, you know, it, he's able to slow the game down. And, and you know, when that happens, you know, you'll see a lot more on the ice, and um, you'll be able to stay a lot lot, uh, lot quicker. Injury to Andre Sucker, obviously the, Dar- the Dar- Darnell situation is what it is, but in, at the end of the day, it still is kind of about what you got to do, isn't it, ultimately to secure a full-time position? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, obviously it's a big part of the big part of the team, so you know, coming in here, just, it's you know, it's communication, I think, amongst all the defensemen and, and the coaches and, um, you know, where they see you, and, you know, sometimes you can't fully fill one guy's role, you got to collectively do it as a group, and I think that's probably what will happen here. Jason, we appreciate your time, best of luck. Alright, thank you. Thanks. That's Jason Garrison, and, uh, 
you know, the Darnell situation meant that, uh, and I'm not sure he would have played even if he would have been here right from the opening day of training camp, but the Oilers have nurse signed. Does that change the complexion for Garrison? I think Garrison's probably going to get three games in here. That's my guess. Uh, we'll wait and see on that front. He's in tonight for the Edmonton Oilers, in on a PTO. Alex Jason in on a PTO, played last night in the 7-4 victory uh, for the Oilers over the Flames, a game in which uh, the line of McLeod, Benson, and Yamamoto combined for seven points. Yamamoto with a pair of goals. Cooper Marodi, uh, Ostap, uh, Safin were off the ice early. Safin missed the start of rookie camp with a lower body injury. Uh, Marodi is a smart player, 51 points, 40 games last year. He led Big Ten in scoring in his third year. Michigan was uh, an All-American. American. Quickness might be a bit of an issue at this stage, but he can certainly, uh, he's got skill and he can make plays, no question about that. We're expecting the Strom line and the Brodziak line likely to uh, uh, be in Vancouver. Garrison uh, potentially with Benny. We'll wait and see. Bouchard was out with the early group today, but did not leave the ice early, which to me is a sign that he's not going to be in a lineup. Could see uh, Caleb Jones back in as well. He's had a very impressive rookie tournament uh, to date. And uh, we'll get a chance to look at Jakob Yerbeck as well. Yerbeck, Jerbeck, I think we we got to get that figured out. We're going to go with Yerbeck and uh, go from there. Cam Talbot, who's gone 917, 919, and dropped to 908 last year. And he was around 900 at the 70 game mark and worked his way up to 908 by the end of the year. The Oilers need stops early. All right, uh, 143 in Edmonton. We got an interesting uh, This Day in Oilers history coming up for New West Travel. And then we'll talk uh, to Brad Lowry, he's the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Let's go to this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company, reminding you that booking with a travel agent will provide you with a peace of mind wherever you travel. On this day in 2009, Mike Comrie played his first preseason game at home since his departure back in 2003-2004. Uh, he got two, uh, three assists in that game, a 4 nothing victory over Florida. He also got in a fight. And the guy he fought and played in the Swiss League uh, the season before never played a game in the NHL, but I remember he he joked with them, I'll give you a free TV if you fight me here. No, that's not what he said. That's uh, this day in order's history. Brought to you by our friends at New West Travel. Again, book with a travel agency that's got access to exclusive benefits that make your dollars travel further. Call the experts at New West Travel. We're going to have uh, roadies coming up. The, again, Sweden, Germany sold out. We're going to have events in uh, Nashville in Vegas this year. I know uh, Jalen and I and Andrew Gross, uh, they're out down in Jamaica. Andrew's uh, apparently been out purchasing uh, the, those uh, bikini things that guys wear. They, what do they call them? Mankinis or whatever? I'm not sure. Anyways, uh, Brad Lauer. Uh, is the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. They open starting up uh, this Friday night at Rogers Place against the Red Deer Rebels. Let's get to a conversation with him. Well, Brad Ellie, you've gone through the uh, training camp and preseason with the Edmonton Oil Kings. They've had a bit of a chance to get a feel for things. That said, you haven't had your best player from last year, Trey Fix-Milansky, that you've inherited uh, with your group over the last couple of weeks. But just a thought on maybe from a 30,000 feet what you're seeing collectively with your young team. Well, I, th- I think there's been a lot of growth uh, right from day one. I mean, uh, right from rookie camp, I-, I really was impressed with the young kids, how they worked in our rookie camp. And then going in the main camp, obviously, like you said, not really having an understanding or knowing any of the guys, but I, I, I was really impressed with, with, with the way our vets came to training camp. I think they really uh, embraced the challenge, and I think they were they were in really good shape, and um, they were excited to 
to learn. And I think as camp went along here, I think I think uh, every week has gotten better for us. There's some things we've got to build on and keep growing on, and, and that's systems and the structure part of, of the game that um, the way I see our team playing. And I think that's getting better uh, every week. There's a saying with junior hockey, uh, tomorrow's stars playing today or something to that effect. Matthew Robertson is going to go in the first round of the NHL draft. He had a stellar uh, Holinka-Gretzky Cup uh, tournament. And he's probably part of what I would consider, at least on paper, what appears to be one of the strengths for your team. An emerging strength, albeit a young one. you got a young defense core, but he's one of the, the main focal points there. For sure. I, I think when you when you look at our team, I think uh, I think the defense group is probably a, our strength. Um, although they're young, I think the, there's uh, the experience of being in the, in, in the Western League, um, the caliber that they're at, I think, gives us uh, one of our strongest areas. Um, and, and like you said, they're, they are young, and then Matthew is one of those key guys that uh, will, will be an important part of our group. You've uh, also got Connor McDonald, who's spent a lot of time on the power play, and is going to probably continue down that path. So you got a couple guys there that are uh, established. You've also got a player, Ethan Cap, who was a first-round pick, who didn't have a great year last year. Uh, are you seeing signs that, uh, hey, it's a fresh start under a fresh GM and head coach for sure I think again I think he's been a really impressive uh, with camp and, and just in game just being able to to be to show some composure I really like uh, the way he can settle things down he's gonna again he's, he's another guy that's gonna be a key part of our and same as Wyatt McLeod a key part of our defense uh, moving forward as far as uh, defensively settling things down uh, when things get a little uh, when we start to bend we don't break type thing they, they kind of settle things down and uh, they're gonna be a very important part of this, this group. We're joined by Evans Oil Kings head coach Brad Lauer, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Jake Neighbors, fourth overall selection in the Batham draft a couple years ago. This is going to be his first full year, major junior hockey. What are you seeing out of him through training camp and in preseason? Well, I think what's really impressed me, there's a, there's a few things. Obviously, for, for an 0-2, he's got some decent size to his to his uh, his frame. Uh, he's, a, he's a bigger guy. He can play in the, in the harder areas. Um, what I also liked, uh, just the way the, the competitive, the compete part of the game, uh, going into the hard areas, um, not 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 shy to, to get involved into those areas uh, for a young guy, and just the maturity uh, in his game that he can play with, with the, some patience and some um, control uh, without having panic to it. All right, uh, Jake's a younger guy. Uh, you've got a, a kid in Brent Camp, who was picked up a couple years ago in a big deal that involved Aaron Irving with the Everett Silver Tips. Uh, he's got some ability, so the right shot can play down the middle. Uh, but you've also added a couple 20-year-olds that you acquired uh, at the draft, actually before you were hired. You mentioned about the experience. They're the only two 20-year-olds on the team. So maybe just the thought of the two 20s you added and maybe what Kemp can uh, potentially bring you moving forward. Well, it's funny because you know, it's something that I was, we were talking as a group today about our forwards and, and the depth that uh, you know, with Vince and Quinn, uh, our two 20-year-olds, uh, they uh, obviously some some maturity for our group. But um, I really 
really like the depth of our hockey club. I, I really, I, I, I truly believe we can play four lines consistently. I think that's important today's game, the way we want to play. Um, you know, some teams, I don't know, have that luxury where uh, they give their fourth line uh, regular minutes. I think we have a, a group where, where our fourth line can compete or play against top lines in this league. Now, I may be a little naive right now, but I think just going through uh, training camp and exhibition season, I, I really like the way our depth has been. I'm, I'm not, I, I think you have to have some matchups during games, but I'm not, I don't think I have to be married to them because of the personnel we have, which really excites me because I think I can open up our, our first two lines uh, against other clubs. Dylan Ginther is not eligible to play in the WHL this season until his uh, his year in, uh, in first year midget is over. Uh, but uh, what did you see through training camp and preseason out of him? Because this is going to be a guy like Robertson, like Neighbors, that's going to be a you know a potential top pick for you guys down the road. Yeah, you know, with, with Dylan's game, obviously, like you said, I just got got to know him a little bit through training camp, and uh, obviously he had a very impressive uh, rookie camp. Um, and then when obviously going in the main camp, I was I really liked how he grew as a player, um, developed uh, the way we wanted to, I guess our details, our structure, the way we want to play our system. Um, I really thought, uh, you know, as as the weeks and the games went on, I really thought his game improved. I mean, he's, a, he's definitely a kid that has def, a really good, good high-end skill, um, really good good skater, and I think as time goes, and, and as he matures uh, and grows into his into his body, I think he's going he's to he's be an exceptional player in this league. Alright, do you have a number one goalie right now? I know you got a really good young goaltender, but do you have a number one? Well, I think right now uh, Todd, Todd Scott has really stepped up. He had a really, last two games uh, he, he played really well for us, especially the last game against Red Deer and St. Albert. He really made some big saves for us. Um, he's kind of earned. I, I, for me, right now, I think he's he's kind of earned that that start uh, for us. Um, you know, Boston's played well for us too. I mean, he's a, he's an exciting young goaltender uh, coming up. Acosta has been very good for us. So uh, I, I really like the depth of our goaltending. But as as of right now, I think uh, Todd Scott would be be our guide starting starting the season. And um, you know, there's definitely going to be some tough decisions as we move forward. And just to wrap up with Brad Lauer, the head coach, the Edmonton Oil Kings, Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers now. Brad, you've been in the National Hockey League the last several years. Kurt Hill worked in Chicago last year, worked for the league. How important for you was it to bring in Luke Pierce, a guy that has had head coaching experience in your league, been in your league uh, a while, and coached against us, you know the, the teams in the Central Division, albeit several of whom have different head coaches now. But just to have a guy that's a little bit more, not no disrespect, but you've been in the NHL, you know, and it is a different game. Just having that guy around that's uh, kind of had that uh, WHL experience the last couple of years. No, I mean, you I mean for sure. I mean, and every head coach he's a really good assistant coach and I, I really was impressed with Luke obviously uh, I knew him a little bit coming out of Kootenai uh, with, with Jeff Chanel's uh, obviously me working there prior to that but um, just just his hockey background and, and, and obviously the experience in the league was important but uh, not only that it is that the, the leadership qualities that he has learned and developed through the course of his of his career and then as a not only as a player but as, as a young coach uh, come through I think uh, just the background he can bring um, for me as a uh, new head coach in this league is is very important. Brad, best of luck on Friday. Thank you for your time.
your time. Thank you. That's Brad Lauer. Brad Lauer is the head coach, the Edmonton Oil Kings, Oil Kings Friday against the Red Deer Rebels. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca and OilKings.ca. That wraps up the uh, Tuesday edition of Oilers Now. I'll be rejoining you today, 7 o'clock, from Rogers Arena in Vancouver. Reed Wilkins will have Inside Sports at 6. It'll be the Eskimos coaching show. Morley Scott, Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. They return to action Saturday against the Ottawa Red Blacks. Then uh, Reed will have an extended uh, two-hour City Ford face-off show starting at 6.30. Tomorrow, Craig Simpson. Tomorrow, we also announce the addition of a new guest to our stable of terrific uh, guests here on Orders Now. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Followed by the 6.30 afternoon news with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody, from Orders Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.